HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43, and today is Tuesday, October 27th, 2015. We're welcoming the Happy Hour guys back to hey! Beer Sessions. All right. Hey! <laughs> this is going to be a lively show. we got <laughs> Justin Kennedy, our producer. Hey, you guys up, introduce yourselves because I can't introduce you. <laughs> I am Jimmy Ludwig of the Happy Hour guys, and... Uh, Squigs Robertson, also of the Happy Hour Guys, and Mark Aldrich. So these are some we got some crazy actors in our midst, Justin, <laughs> who have made a in between their their t- whatever touring gigs as actors, they ended up fun. making what over three hundred episodes of. Uh, the that's Beer true. TV, the happier guys. That's right. That's right. That's true. Big thanks true. to our sponsors. Uh, Beer Sessions Radio is brought to you by Union Beer Distributors, suppliers of world-class ales and lagers. And if you have questions for our guests, follow us live at Twitter, at Beer underscore Sessions. Maggie's there in the studio, and she's taking some photos, too. So this is pretty cool. But the theme tonight, we, we, we wanted to have you guys on because, you know, you've had over 300 shows as happier guys. Thanks. And, but also, we want, we want to go to some of the top beer destinations out there because sure. it's kind of a theme. Even today on Facebook, our friend Christian DeBenedetti said, oh, man. What's a good place to go in Idaho? And, and suddenly there are people telling them the places to go. And I know, Justin, you've written some things recently about best beer cities. Or- uh, yeah, my angle is kind of unexpected beer destinations. But, you know, as we're seeing, there's over 4,000 breweries open in the U.S. <laughs> right now. So pretty much anywhere you go is a pretty good beer destination That's right. at this point. So, Well, we actually had an interesting uh, weekend last weekend. Speaking of beer destinations, uh, let's start with Maine. Uh, we, we went up to Kittery, Maine last weekend to uh, Tributary Brewing, which is just, you know, this amazing place. And that, that uh, a rock star brewer that we've known for years. And, uh, Todd Mott, yeah, Todd and Mott. opened his own yes. place. Who's been uh, a, a member of the the craft beer community for years and years and years, 
definitely paid his dues all along the way and became well known for uh, he was the creator of Kate the Great and Portsmouth right. Brewing, which is probably what a lot of people recognize him for. And we, we did a show with him winter 2015. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. show with uh, Todd Mott. Great guy. We degree, advanced degree in ceramics of all things. <laughs> a master's up, degree in ceramics. Up, and I know, I know some things about him. He actually was the creator of the Harpoon IPA. Yes, yes he was. So he's yeah. like a 25-year yeah. brewing pioneer. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Talk about a pioneer. Absolutely. And but he should be cool. an actor. He should but, be an actor because he's kind of a crazy dude. I mean, I can't wait to cut this footage. We, it's still in the can. I can't wait to cut it, but we've got some yeah. really fun yeah. stuff with him. He's not shy. <laughs> no. <laughs> in all the best kinds. But how does, how does it work for you guys? So, you know, we're going to talk about Maine, and, and we're going to drink uh, some, what are you drinking, Allagash? Yeah, the, uh, yeah this is the uh, Allagash 2014 Interlude. It's a Britannomyces uh, fermented or refermented strong ale aged in uh, red wine barrels. It's about nine and a half percent. So we're going to start. We're going to so start. We're, start, start, we're starting off beer. small, basically. Exactly. <laughs> our beer destination show. We're, we're going to we're going to go with you guys up to Maine and, yeah. and, and travel back through New England. Yeah. Yep. But um, so this is what you guys do as happier guys. It is. It yeah. is. We uh, we met. Uh, Jimmy and I met uh, in two thousand and three. Yep. Doing a show at the Ford's Theater in Washington D.C. We're both actors. We should say uh, that yes, we're we professional actors. Professional. Uh, uh, all three of us are. Squiggs is a professional actor as well, yes, as yes. well as an illustrator. Um, and we met doing a production of seventeen seventy six, and realized pretty quickly that we were going to the same bars and drinking the same things. Sit down, Sean. And uh, before you knew it, we started uh, talking about the idea of a show. And uh, a tr- like a travel channel type show, but it but focused on interesting bars, breweries, distilleries, yep. and uh, and then we just took the leap and started doing it ourselves well, rather than well, waiting for anybody else. Well, there's actually uh, yes, we we took the leap, but what we did first, we got oh, this well, great yes, idea. We yeah. thought, oh, let's shoot a pilot. That'll be great. We'll shoot a pilot, and then and then the you know Discovery Channel will swoop Somebody in will on Angel's us. Wings and swoop in, and, and we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a show. Uh, and so we we got uh, you know like a professional team together, and we yep. hired a producer. And we hired editors, and and we shot our pilot at McSorley's, uh, right down the street right from your street. place, uh, Jimmy. And uh, you know we were all excited, and we shot it. And we thought it was great, and we put it out there, and and it just sort of just sat, sat there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and our friends and family watch it. So that's so great. you figured you, you were going to go, you're going to go big time, or you're going to go home, and instead right. you kept it going. Well, yeah. at a certain point, we figured. Wait a minute. We we should just keep doing this because we like it. And then all of a sudden, we were like, you know what? I just really like producing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. At, at one point, we just it, it became not about being discovered or necessarily getting to network or anything like that. It became about the people we were meeting and the fact that that craft was exploding, and we were we were just sort of riding the crest of it, you know. And and we just kept going. Yeah, we had a brewer say to us in uh, I think when I might have been two thousand eight, two thousand nine, really early. It was like it's really lucky you guys landed and started doing stuff in the East Coast when you did because yeah. we kind of uh, in terms of video coverage we were doing stuff way before. A lot of people on the East Coast, not on the not a lot Colorado and California, because right. it was. But the the craft beer tidal wave was just hitting when we were starting to shoot. And that what was, was some of the, the early shows that you really liked? Certain breweries that you went to. Well, I mean the one that uh, the one that we were going to talk about, talking about New England, that really sort of raised the hairs on the back of our neck was when we were shooting at the Alchemist because yeah. yeah. we happened to shoot at the Alchemist Brew Pub about three weeks, to almost to the day. Yeah. Vermont. Yeah. 
in Vermont, Vermont yeah. uh, with John Kimmick, the guys that make Hetty Topper. Uh, and John's a friend of ours. We've known him since 2010 because we met him at GABF. We met him at GABF, and, and, uh, and he was just coming into sort of national attention, and people were talking a lot about Hetty Topper, and, and we had met him and decided that we, we really needed to get up there and see what was going on because it was just beginning to hit, and it was you know just before it took on the mythical proportions that it has at this point. And we, we happened to be there sitting at the bar, and uh, we have this clip, and we actually gave it to you guys. We gave an audio version of this clip, and it'll be on your website uh, at Heritage Radio, at Beer Sessions Radio. But uh, it's John Kimmick talking about the building and talking about how there was a big flood in, like, 1929 in Waterbury, Vermont, and then talking about how he has this really high-priced flood insurance, and if a flood does hit, he should be fine. In the unlikely event. Yeah. I mean, he could point, he could point to the flood lines on the wall from, from you know, 1929. Yeah, and, and then three weeks later, Hurricane Irene hit, and it basically destroyed the brew pub. And a couple of weeks, a couple of months after that, it was 2011. Yeah, wasn't it? in 2011. 2011. And a couple of months after that, uh, the high-priced flood insurance refused to cover everything below ground level, which was which his entire where the brewing brewery. operation. Was, yeah. yeah, and and the, and the office, the business offices, and the brewing operation. Everything. Down. Yeah. So, uh, I, and they, the only saving grace was that weeks before yeah. Hurricane Irene hit, he had opened the cannery, which was up the street, but. Uh, the fact that we have him talking about it on camera right mm. before this hurricane hit Vermont <laughs> is just kind of that. That will always stay with me. I'll always think about that. Wow, that's that's yeah. amazing. And we know now that the old alchemist is prohibition. It pig. is that's right. wonderful, there, which is amazing. Pub, yeah. In Vermont, to their yeah. Own stuff. yeah. Um, I hope yeah. Chad has good insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're prepared. I would <laughs> hope so. I, I, all so you, I guys are, you guys are making history. And I, I've noticed that that you're able to. You're saying from what you did, people can go back now and we're the, we're look the at forest, these stories. Yeah. We're the Forrest Gumps of the yeah. of the craft beer on the East Coast because we kind of always seem to be wherever the things are happening. We've been lucky. So we just say, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> <laughs> We've been running. It's fun we with actors. Fun, I can yeah. use movie, movie lines. Know, right? This is pretty cool. <laughs> wow. Well, um, I don't know. Cheers to you guys. So what, what are we Thanks, drinking, man. Justin, again? The Allagash? It's uh, Allagash Interlude. It's a... Uh, been in the bottle for about a year now. I think it was released last October, and uh, it's it's tasting pretty good. I it's, think it's amazing. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, going going further with our New England well, theme. Well, yeah. funny funny thing about uh, talking about Allagash, uh, when we were up at Tributary over this past weekend, purely by chance, we clearly didn't do quite enough research. We were coming going up to to interview Todd Todd Mott at Tributary and hoping to stop by Maine Beer Company and maybe do another couple of things because there's so much going on in Maine right now. And it turned out that there were four beer releases on that Saturday morning, wow. yeah. including uh, Mott the Lesser at Tributary, mm-hmm. um, and then Dinner at yep. uh, at Main Beer Company, uh, the Ghoul Ship at Allagash, Allagash yeah. and then Swish at Bissell were all released wow. on the same How come we morning. didn't know about that? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get invited to <laughs> any of those. absolutely crazy. <laughs> and even, even more insane, we happened to be staying at a hotel directly across the street from the Main Beer Company. From Main oh, Beer. Nice. I mean, directly across the street. So and we wondered, why is everybody at this hotel going to bed at 8 p.m.? And why? Why did, the, why did the cost of a room double in the last month? Because, because everybody there was there for the for so the beer. They say, is, yeah. is, is that how those those like out of the way breweries stay in business? So they in the off season they do these special releases. I wouldn't say that's the case with any of these guys. Yeah. Actually, they're they're making crazy good beer, and they've got very very devoted local followings. Yeah. But I think the I, I think these crazy one offs that they do give them the national exposure. 
that they, you know, they can reach past the community that they're in and get, you know, the za from guys like us or yeah. people that come yeah. into town to to do stuff like that. So, well, I uh, because of the slamming doors in the hotel, I woke up at, <laughs> at quarter to six on Saturday morning and thought, well, what kind of you know beer reporter or whatever we are, uh, am I if I don't at least go across the street and see what's going on? So at six a.m., I wandered across the street. And uh, and got in line just to see what the experience was like. And I was about 454 in line at 6 a.m. in the morning. Wow. Uh, they made 740 cases of dinner, which, if you don't know, is a, a double IPA. Mm-hmm. And um, by about 845... All 740 cases were gone. Wow. Yeah. And we did, uh, we did the same thing years and years before. In, I think, 2009, I happened to be in Chicago, and I heard about this brewery, uh, this, this brewery down in Munster, Indiana, called Three Floyds, and they have this beer that they release. And I was, you know, again, we were just figuring things out, and we weren't quite into our beer geekdom that, yeah. as much then, but I managed to get a golden ticket. Again, this is before, you know, Dark Lord Day went crazy. And I showed up with the cameras, and I stood in line, and we have an episode on it. And I got my bottles, and everything was great. But it was just, uh, I don't think I quite realized just how lucky I was that day. You know, but wherever we go as actors, that's where we shoot. That's yeah, another thing. Yeah. Mark's going up. Mark's yeah, been on a national yeah. tour for the last year. He's about to it's go true. out again. Going back out. You know, Squigs does a lot which, of work. Which show is it, Mark? Newsies. Newsies. Disney's Newsies. Yeah. Yes, I'm going back out on the road next week. And I was just uh, in St. Louis uh, doing a production of The Full Monty and managed to get to Perennial Brewing and actually to sit down with Tom Schlafly over at Schlafly. So that was really fun. Did you do The Full Monty? Hell yes, I did. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there a video of that, Jimmy? Uh, God, I hope not. <laughs> and then Squigs. My and, eyes! And my you were eyes. just, what are some shows you've been in, Squigs? Yeah, yeah. I, let's talk about the shows now, because it's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, shows. Um, no, I, uh, as far as New York, my only New York credit has been uh, Can Can at the Paper Mill Playhouse out in uh, Milburn, New Jersey, um, which I did uh, about, about last year. At yeah, about time. a year ago. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly, but I, I was based in Los Angeles for many years and only came to New York about five years ago to follow my uh, illustration career and then. Uh, you know, kind of dabble. You know, keep my feet back in the water. But, uh, but Squigs uh, is basically the uh, he's he's like a rock star uh, Broadway illustrator. He 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 draws all the shows for Broadway.com. That's his all my business card. Yes, rock star <laughs> Broadway <laughs> illustrators. Like but, yeah, don't but also too, together. like you you came in last year with with Justin and he brought some beers back from Portland. Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm from uh, from Oregon, and uh, and also being from the West Coast, it's it's a it's kind of a part of the country that the Happy Hour guys really hasn't done a lot of uh, coverage on, no. just because of their tours and their timing. But it's you know I, I spent a lot of time in uh, Los Angeles and San Diego, um, and and then of course I grew up in Oregon, have family in Washington, so the West Coast is kind of kind of my part That's of the his country. Beat. So yeah. so yeah, anytime I go back and visit the folks, I you know try to catch a, a few new breweries, and and every time I go back, it's 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 nonstop. It's like you know it's, it's exploding here on the East Coast, but it's been exploding on the West Coast for so long. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, our buddy Chris O'Leary of Brew, Brew, uh, Brew York uh, was just out in Eugene, who's a little bit south of where my folks are, and he was listing off these breweries that I I hadn't heard of. And I'm like, I, I live forty or my folks live forty five minutes away. So I said, Chris, make me a list. I'm going to hit them up when I get back to. So we we know the and it's more than a phenomenon now. It's what how many breweries are there in the country? There's four thousand. Over four thousand. That was the big. Big announcement at uh, GABF this year, but most are um, local, most are small. Most are local, most most are really small. Um, I'm not sure what the b- breakdown of the numbers is, but it's you know most of them are ser- serving their extremely local area, if, you know, just if right. not just their neighborhoods. Well, and yeah, there's, my- there's an interesting parallel, I think, between what we do for a living, between the acting business and the craft beer industry. 
because there's a lot of local and small, right? There's a lot of small theaters that do shows just for their communities. Mm-hmm. And then you get the great big shows, the Broadway shows, that do shows for lots of other people. And I, I think in the same way, you've got local craft brewers. And then you've got, you know, the regional brewers that their reach is quite further, a lot further than that. So there's, there's a lot of parallels that we found and we never saw that coming. But then we realized that there really are between okay, the craft so and us. You guys are up in Maine. Kittery, Maine, tributary. It's Talk about beer destinations. Is that a worthy destination? Absolutely. Oh. Yes. Uh, Todd, Todd Mott. Todd Mott is, is basically a brewing genius. I yeah. mean, he really is. He's yeah. proven it over oh, and over. And talk over. about the pumpkin ale. Talk about the pumpkin. He, ale. he made a pumpkin ale that he is did, yes. that is gourd forward. That's his. That's his There's phrase. No gourd spice. forward. Gourd forward. And it was great. He was like, you know, they didn't have spices back then. When they were making beer out of pumpkins, they were just using pumpkins as fermentable sugars. They didn't have spices. It was too expensive. He talks exactly like that. Uh, this is a beer for people who believe in gourd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's a secret, too. So you, you, Todd's brother's an actor, right? That is true. Yes. And, and, and so, Jimmy's about to work with him, actually. That's right. Yeah, I'll be doing a, I'll be doing a show with him in New Jersey in a couple of weeks. What's the show? Uh, Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol, it's man. that time yeah, of year, yeah. man. i got to grow the chops. The mutton chops. Mutton Richard. chops. Here they come. Look out, everybody. <laughs> We're getting some. We're talking about beer destinations. <laughs> We're taking a short break. A we'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Cheers. Good start, guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah. In 1996, Knife and Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education on all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the 14 counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Cider Week helps to bring profitability to local orchards while reviving heirloom apple varieties by cultivating awareness of craft cider. Cider Week connects cider makers from New York State and select pioneering guest cideries outside the state to buyers from top restaurants, bars, and retail shops across New York City. Those culinary tastemakers, in turn, help increase consumer awareness of cider's pleasures by hosting public events, tastings, dinners, classes, and pairings that build appreciation and demand for regional ciders. Hey, hey, hey. welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We got a show here. We got the guys from Happy Hour, guys. You've got you've got the show here. The That's show. Yeah. Talking a little about beer destinations, <laughs> but kind of based on where they've traveled in over 300 episodes around the country. So uh, you guys just popped something from Michigan, uh, from New Holland. We know you're from there, Jimmy Ludwig. Yeah, I grew up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and Michigan right now uh, is called the Great Beer State. Uh, there's a lot of craft. The number, I think, number five in terms of uh, number of breweries that are up. That's and running right, right now. Yeah. 
Um, they're doing some great stuff. New Holland, they're, old, they're, they're pals of ours. They, we love them because of their ethic. They do some cool stuff with uh, – uh, they have a distillery on site. You know, they actually got bonded to distill. And craft beer on site. They do and craft beer spirits, on site. Yeah. They're doing a ton of barrel aging. They have a huge yeah. barrel aging program. I mean, uh, Dragon's Milk is – lead, they're leading into new markets so, with so, Dragon's so Milk. Let's jump wow. in. What, what, what did you just open up? What is this? We beer? just opened up. Mark, did, uh, Mark tell us. Mark tell us. Well, I don't know if Mark knows. Yeah, they, yeah. I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> they, All right. Envious. Uh, Michigan pears uh, fuel a second fermentation, providing subtle nuance between grain and fruit. What's the name of the beer? It's called Envious. Envious. It is uh, from, from their New Holland. Cellar series, yeah. vintage 2012. Um, yeah, it sends uh, slumber on oak and local so raspberries adds depth and tartness. Yeah. So you, you guys, uh, did you do a New Holland episode? We, we did, did a series. Indeed. We did yeah. a couple, yeah. yeah we've done so a tell us how that happened. And so how did you meet them, and, and, and what were some of the things you covered in your shows? Uh, well, the first thing we did, we wanted to go over there and talk to them about the barrel aging that they were doing, about, about Dragon's Milk and all that. But then we got brought back because we connected with – we've been doing some consulting. That was the other thing that came up for us. Uh, we started connecting with uh, restaurant chains that are doing craft beer stuff. And this restaurant chain out in Michigan and Indiana called Bagger Dave's, Bagger Dave's uh, contacted us and said, do you want to do a, a, a beer tour for a month? And visit breweries and our properties and connect beers and do some events and stuff. And we did that. And uh, we met some people. And New Holland was one of the places we shot at. So it's a it great, great. great way to sort of introduce, you know, the, the restaurant industry to some of the craft uh, some of the craft people who they might not have had a personal connection with before, and we were able to sort of put them in touch with each other and and do a series of videos about the the food that they were serving and how you might want to pair that up with with some of the drinks that the that their local producers were making. It was a, it was a pretty cool thing. And we also did a the one the event that we did with New Holland was for a charity that they've paired up with called Dirty Water Beer. Which is the charity is about providing clean water around the around the world and you know digging wells and all that kind of stuff and just you know one of the things we love about craft which is brewers giving back you know let's 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 not just take care of yeah. our local community but let's sponsor races let's let's sponsor charities one of the things we have said over and over and over is that brewers make great neighbors yeah. you know we we keep yeah. trying to get people to understand that if you've got a brewer in your neighborhood they're looking out for you they're probably doing some charitable work they're giving back to the community they're they're providing jobs Taxes. and they're giving a sense of you know. Of place, of purpose, of community. So you guys are in Michigan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Recording at Bagger Dave's in New Holland. Yep. What's a typical day like? I mean, you guys on the road, sleeping on the side of the road. <laughs> I mean, are they putting you off in hotels? That one was nice because we were we were in hotels, but we were we were working hard. We were shooting a couple breweries. I mean, think about it. You're going to shoot a couple breweries a day. That's mm-hmm. if you show up at one o'clock and you start shooting. You think it's going to take two hours. It usually takes it what never we say, takes four two hours. Yeah, you know, it takes at least take, three or four. You take three. You know, and then and then you somehow have to get yourself to whatever your next property is yeah. and shoot that. We very early in when we started doing this, we thought we could do. Three Three in a day. That was and a mistake. We, that was a real mistake. We thought that was just because by the time we got to the third brewery, we were just like, yeah. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Yeah. Start no. before it, one o'clock. That would be my advice. <laughs> well, we're theater people. Not much starts before <laughs> exactly, one o'clock. Exactly. Exactly. And I was played. also I was still doing my my show here in New York. So oh god. So for right. for the Michigan tour that we did, I was flying out at like six in the morning from New York. 
hit the hit the ground in Michigan, and then we'd that's partially why we wouldn't start until one because I had to get there and oh, we well, drive. Yeah. So we would drive and I would shoot, and then you we were would, very fancy that day. You had like a private plane that was just coming. Not no, a plane. no, I but definitely. What about, but what about Michigan? <laughs> you stayed in hotels. Yeah, we stayed in hotels. Uh, it was essentially shot, located as possible. And that's when we met, you know, we shot at Bell's, we shot at Arbor Brewing, Atwater, Atwater. Uh, Shorts Brewing, Dip New Holland. Into, uh, in, into, uh, do, do they uh, all seem the same? or do, do, What are some unique characteristics of these Michigan Oh, bodies? God. Well, like Shorts, for instance, only distributing, like New Glarus, only distributing to their state. You know, Shorts is, Shorts is the kind of beer that they could sell out wherever they went, but because they've, you know, multiple award-winning medals and they do all these crazy, wonderful beers, but they've made a rule that they will only ship they will only distribute to, to the state. They only distribute in the state of Michigan. Um, as a matter of fact, I just was there a couple of weeks ago, and I saw, I saw on one of their cases, it says Michigan only, Michigan forever at mm. the top of the case. So, I mean, that, that's a huge thing. Some brewers want to do it that way. Others want to reach beyond sure. state borders and go as far okay. as they can. Have, have you seen that happen in a lot of states, Justin? Yeah, I mean... I think Jimmy nailed the the two big ones, shorts and New Glarus in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I think that's a cool thing to do. It also creates some hype because you know you can't get that beer outside the yep, state. So right. you know, yep. being a little cynical, that's <laughs> kind of how I see it. But uh, no, no I, it's cool that you know, and it also fosters this uh, the state pride, if if you will. So yeah, it's cool. Michigan's been fun to shoot in. We've had a good time there. Grand Rapids. What a resurgence in Grand Rapids. I mean, who would have thought that they would have been voted, you know, Beer City USA? Well, if I mean, and we've shot at Founders a bunch of times. Yeah. And uh, when you go to Founders Tap Room, what you don't know, when you walk in, it's gorgeous. You know, it looks like a Munich beer hall. But what you don't know is that originally it was an abandoned truck terminal that had a bunch of homeless people yeah. living in it. I yeah. mean, that part of, of Grand Rapids was a mess. And they fixed it. They changed it all around now it's full of art galleries and and you know high-end restaurants and and bagger daves and all those mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. because of founders they led the charge yeah well one of the one of the big engines driving the resurgence in detroit right now is craft beer yeah which uh you know if they can bring that city back from where they've been <laughs> that's that, quite that the would challenge. be fantastic <laughs> for sure i think is, is one of your buddies from new holland going to call in uh, he is, is. fred yeah. biltman who's the beer evangelist beer evangelist himself yeah, yeah. so and you guys in the studio liz and let us know when uh if you can call in, yeah. If we can we'll get, talk if we him. can get the beer evangelist, who's who's done everything from create books of great, recipes. Great he's guy. got he's got a book called the Beer Evangelist Guide to the Galaxy, which is pretty awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah, he's one of those guys. But tell me more about New Hall. I mean, like, I mean, we we have a show that we recorded that's going to air this winter, mm-hmm. talking more about their spirits. This oh. guy, Rich Blair, and that was pretty great. But well, I've never had their beer before. It was fun for me when when Mark came up because I, the first time we were there, I shot it uh, with myself and with we have these wonderful sort of adjunct faculty happy hour people around the country, and we have a couple in Michigan, um, the science guy and the loud guy, and uh, they helped me shoot. Uh, everybody's got a title, by the way. I'm the I'm the communicator guy. Mark's the historian, historian. guy. Uh, the Squigs is uh, Squigs. The artsy guy. That's <laughs> so kind of like this is like a is it a Jimmy Kimmel show or something? <laughs> the beer. See, they get they get my reference. Who who got that reference? That was a tough one. Actors. Yeah. Everybody has their guy. But uh, I so I shot uh, in New Holland first, and then when Mark came out, yeah. he had never been in the barrel aging room, which is massive. I mean, it's where they age all their uh, their dragon's milk and a bunch of other stuff. But it's I don't know how how big would you say it is, Mark huge it's enormous i mean i couldn't even try to put a square footage to it but it's uh, it, it, they've made like it airplane they've made it a focus of their brewery which yeah. i you know give them credit for so we're drinking the vintage 2012 new holland envious envious mm-hmm. 
Cellar Series. And wow. you know what? When we tell Fred that we're drinking that, he's going to be he's going to freak out because they only made that that year. <laughs> that did. was twenty. Yeah. They made it in twenty twelve, and that's it. Somehow I got be, a bottle. He's going to be envious. So do not look for this in your local <laughs> beer store. Oh, oh, look what you did there. Oh. <laughs> and then since we're talking Michigan now, Jimmy, I know that you're the Upper Peninsula thing. That's where I was raised. What, yes. what are a couple of places that that we may not have heard of? Well, the big one would be Black Rocks Brewing, which is in Marquette, Michigan, where uh, where a lot of my family lives. And Black Rocks uh, was a couple of guys who, one in particular, uh, <laughs> who was working for a, a drug company as a drug rep and lost his job. They'd been home brewing, and they decided to open a place in 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 this place, you know, in Marquette, Michigan, which is you know nine months of winter and three months of bad sledding. And now they're, yeah. you know, you, you inspired me. You've, you've talked about the Upper Peninsula before on the show with me. And I did. And now I can finally talk to someone about the author, Jim Harrison. Yeah. Oh, there you I go. went out and I read nice. about five of his books. One of them, Brown Dog, yep. which Great we can book. talk about. It's, it's based there, right? In, yes, in Marquette. Yes, so what's different about the Upper Peninsula than the rest of Michigan? Nobody's there. It's uh, <laughs> honestly the whole landmass is huge, and the whole landmass has about three hundred thousand people in it. And uh, the, because the winters are no no lie, they're brutal. They're absolutely brutal. Uh, so those, the only people that stay are the ones who can handle it, and they're usually pretty cool. You know, people who can handle that kind of punishment either drink a lot or uh, you know they're just very mellow. So uh, it's a beautiful place in the summertime. We call it God's Area Code. It's an amazing place. I go back whenever I can. So it's it's and 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 craft beer found its way there too. You yeah, know, Be- finds its way Be- everywhere. Bell's just opened a brewery up there called Upper Hand. Upper Hand, yeah, that's right. Which is affiliated with Bell's, but uh, somewhat separate, I think. Well, it's it's Larry's pet project. I mean, you know, Larry's Larry's had property in the UP uh, pretty much his entire life. I mean, and he goes up there to fish and hang out and hunt and all that. And he's always wanted to have something up there. So uh, the fact that he did it and actually you know, like followed through was a was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And brought a lot of jobs to a community that needed to say bringing bringing jobs and attention to an area that probably is very happy to have it. Oh yeah, Escanaba, Escanaba, Michigan. Escanaba. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We're talking yeah. about beer destinations too. If if, if if you're listening either on Instagram or Twitter, let us know your favorite beer destination yeah. place you would yeah. go out of the way. Yes, it's got to be slightly far from civilization. Yep. Like earlier today, I think on Facebook, someone said Devil's Backbone. And oh, oh yeah, yeah, we, we, we have Devil's shot there. Backbone. We yeah. have. Yeah. We've yeah. shot there. Absolutely. Yeah. We love that place. Our favorite, I just stopped by there uh, just a couple months ago because I was within a hundred miles, and I like them so much, I had to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's we there's another phrase we say on on Happy Hour Guys is that if you're within us, you know, X number of nautical miles from this place, you have to. Go. Oh wait, we can't. We got. I think we got Fred from Sweet. Uh, New Holland nice. on the air. Hello, Fred. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, hey. Th- thanks for calling in, man. You know you're on the phone, so uh, we got the happy hour guys here with us. And just so you know, we're yeah, drinking. Awesome. We're drinking your envious vintage 2012. So. Nice. That's been a little bit. <laughs> Still tasting good. Hey, Fred, it's great to hear your voice. This is Jimmy. Thanks for calling in, Jimmy. It's Mark. Uh, Jimmy. Thanks for calling in, Fred. It's Mark. How are th- how yeah, it's great to hear both of you guys. And likewise. And, uh, thrilled to be here talking beer with you. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what's going on at New Holland these days. What's happening? Well, we got all sorts of stuff going on. Um, we're just trying to keep the plate spinning. We are uh, working on a project where we're going to open a new restaurant, uh, brewery, and distillery in Grand Rapids, Michigan, by the fall of next year. <laughs> we have uh, committed our pub to brewing 100% Michigan ingredients by the end of the next wow. year. Whoa. That's fantastic. And, uh, and we're releasing four Dragon's Milk Reserves this week, so things are all a little crazy. What? That's amazing. Four Dragon's Milk Reserves? Yeah. What are they? Tell, Tell us a little bit about those. 
We've got uh, dragon's milk with raspberries. We have dragon's milk with toasted chilies. And we have dragon's milk with coffee and chocolate added. And then we have what we like to call a double dragon is a triple mash. So it's about 14%, and it's aged in all New Holland artisan spirit barrels. Oh, my God. So, Fred, you know I'll be giving you my address, uh, and uh, we'll be expecting a, a special delivery package. <laughs> Those sound unbelievable, man. Yeah, it's really uh, it's really a fun time. It's It's great for the guys in the cellar to be able to kind of riff on different things and um and just explore some different flavors of you know variations on a beer that we all love already now you have a new title fred can you tell us about that my new title is uh vp of brand and lifestyle uh in addition to the uh, beer evangelist moniker of course so what, what's that <laughs> and, all about uh, lifestyle yeah tell <laughs> us a little bit about that well so you know, I'm, I'm uh, 11 years into the brewery at New Holland, which is an uh, 18-year-old brewery, and uh, I've been doing running VP as VP of sales and marketing for uh, a little over 10 years. And so we had some great opportunities to bring in some talent this year. Um, so at the tail end of last year, we brought in um, Joel Peterson as vice president of marketing and uh, Adam Lambert, who you guys probably know as oh, yeah, he's uh, great. VP of sales. and. You don't and know I him, was Jimmy. Able Do you really know him? Yeah. My, uh, no way. My, my brand not that big of a on and help. Go ahead. And I was able to kind of focus on shaping our voice and uh, looking out for vision forward stuff and, and being a spokesperson. A lot of stuff I was already doing, but just able to dedicate a little more time to it as we uh, develop our execution uh, structure a little more strongly for sales and marketing. Now we were telling Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Carboni, who's the host here. And thank you again for thanks again for having us, Jimmy. It's great to be here. Um, but we were talking to Jimmy about your Carhartt connection, yeah, Fred. What um, what's 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 going on with Carhartt? Well, so they came to us. Um, I guess it was uh, in 2013 to talk about brewing a beer for them in calendar 2014 to celebrate their 125th anniversary. So uh, we were fast friends. Uh, they were looking for somebody. Um, they weren't sure exactly what they wanted to do other than that it made sense for them. They were doing a lot of different commemorative items for that anniversary throughout the year. And so it went from kind of a small one-off project to, well, let me back up for a minute. Our criteria, which started to develop when they asked to do something, fit really well with with what they were looking for in a partner because we started asking questions saying, you know, we don't really want to do a private label. We don't want to just do a logo exchange. But if you guys want to collaborate and dig in and talk about what this is, then then let's see where it can go. And um, through that conversation, a, a really strong relationship has developed both personally and professionally between the companies. They are a Michigan company who's rooted in heritage and quality and, and uh, all these great things. They're also rooted in really the customer experience being the, the primary target and and uh, all those things were were part of our ideals. It was really interesting to see these companies, way different sizes, much different ages, have so much in common. And so that really directed the path of making this beer, the Carhartt Woodsman, which we released last fall. Um, and then we released again this fall. Um, we liked it so much, we decided to, to bring it back. And we collaborated on some sort of documentary video work. We... We traveled across the country from northern Michigan through Detroit, through Holland, across Lake Michigan, out to Denver for the GABF. 
and um, we just really took it all as a way to celebrate craftsmanship, and um, what better way to celebrate with a tasty beer? Hmm. That's right, man. Jimmy, have you tra- tasted the Carhartt beer yet? I actually have. We had it we at TAB. What, what's it like? Uh, it's a beautifully uh, barrel-aged uh, pale ale. It's lovely. Uh, it's really, you know, it's got, we, I mean, we're suckers for barrel-aged beer, so we love that. And that's something, that's something that we, one of the episodes that we did at, at New Holland was, you know, New Holland is bringing the wood, you know. You don't, you don't put any of the clothing in the beer, do you? When you uh, <laughs> I mean, in the boiling <laughs> kettle. We, we keep trying to, we're still waiting for our, our uh, you know, like overalls. We haven't gotten our overalls yet, but we're hoping for that. Yeah, yeah. boy, I, I got a lot to ship you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, you can, uh, we don't put any clothing in the beer, but I'll tell you from experience that there's plenty of beer on the clothing. <laughs> now, Fred, there's something about you were telling me that that Carhartt is is gearing up your brewers on the brew floor. Is right. that right? Yeah. Yeah. So we've transitioned to a whole Carhartt uniform for our guys. They are working on specializing in brewers gear. We've consulted on some brewers bibs that they're working on that aren't out yet. Um, but you know they're durable, wet strength. They are built for the for the working people of America. So it made a lot of sense. We had a lot of Carhartt around already, but um, learning about their business and kind of developing that relationship really um, encouraged us to to dive deeper. So yeah, the guys are all wearing Carhartt. They're, we're wearing Carhartt in our pub as well, um, and. Um, it's it's good fun. I mean, it does connect two audiences that have a lot of similarities, but there's extremes on either end that don't think about each other. So yeah. we did intentionally make a pretty drinkable beer for kind of the blue-collar side of the Carhartt world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also wanted something with a little depth and a little character. And the barrel aging was kind of a nod to the wet-strength, rugged environment um, that Carhartt's in. And we, we took it to a more subtle place than normal. So we're using second-use um, dragon smoke barrels. So dragon smoke has been in them twice. I guess it makes it a third use barrel. And we're only blending half the batch in the barrel, and then we're dry hopping the other half. So you get this nice little toasty. Yep, it's nice and subtle. Uh, nice. Um, really subtle vanilla, but it's not. You're not tasting bourbon really, and you're not even tasting like it's an oak bomb or that. It just kind of gives it some middle body roundness, mm. and uh, it's a really interesting signature to a pale ale that we found uh, delightful. Um, Fred, can you stay on the air with us for a few minutes? Yeah, sure. Stay with us. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, Roger Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick. This is HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Check us out. Become a member. 
We're not going to talk about it for 10 minutes, but you should definitely become a member. <laughs> and uh, a lot of benefits, including getting to come out here and hang out with us in studio, man. Yeah, man. And, you know, we got these guys just showed up today. Uh, Jimmy, Mark, and Squigs from the Happy Hour guys. The Happy Hour you guys. You literally showed up, and I, I let you on the show. You know, so. <laughs> no, it's a miracle. That's what happens. We show up a lot, but you never let us on the show until to. every now and then. We were, just, we were just in the neighborhood kicking cans over. <laughs> yes. And you're filming the little videos. It's a great show, Happy Hour guys. They're filming a video. Later, we're going to walk down the street and knock over cans and, you know. And shoot yeah. that. But right now we got your buddies from what Fred, Fred built New it. Holland, the beer evangelist from New Holland Brewing out in New Holland, out in Holland, Michigan. And Great Fred, guy. are you still on the line? I'm still here. All right, man, you're getting into this. We're talking <laughs> about cars. We get into this. We're talking about these guys travel the world, filming videos in between their acting gigs, and uh, we get a little taste of real Michigan culture. So you're making beer at New Holland with. Parts of Carhartt clothing. Is that true? <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah, you got to taste it. Unbelievable. I knew you'd like that one. We we, we actually love Holland, New Holland for uh, for many reasons, but they they have, their ethic is really you know they support the community. They're always looking. Uh, Fred, we were telling them about it, the event we did with you guys at, at Bagger Dave's for Dirty Water Beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your uh, your charitable work? Because that's something that's always been really important yeah, yeah. to our show. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think we're always keeping an open mind and looking for projects to connect to our ideals or values. And and um, that was an example of a young guy who'd won a competition um, and uh, had this business idea, this model of of trying to connect to um, to people about uh, sustainable water practices and, and providing wells to um, to communities uh, that that didn't have quality water. And so um, he kind of was working on the branding and the, this whole dirty water beer was was really his project, but he needed a bit of a host to get it off the ground and to make some beer for him. And so, again, we looked to, rather than, you know, just be on the sidelines, we, we partnered with him and helped develop um, uh, a draft-only beer that uh, we sold throughout um, our kind of core markets in Michigan and uh, raised enough money for, uh, I believe, at least one well, perhaps two, I'm not sure, and and helped uh, this talented young guy kind of uh, take his idea and run with it. Well, you know, we, we say this all the time in the show. We said it earlier in this show. Brewers make great neighbors, man. You, I, we, the, the Michigan community is lucky to have you guys. So, uh, Fred- Well, thank you. I mean, really, I, I look at it like I, I could reflect this back to what all all of you guys are doing, too, which is that... You know, I think brewers, we've all we've all been through challenging times and had an idea that looked harder or, you know, that looked possible but was difficult and wasn't going to happen without some people helping us out. Mm-hmm. So I think we're generally receptive to somebody uh, with an idea that's trying to do good. And, um, and, and so that brings us to – that connects us to a bunch of great people. And that, that goes throughout our industry, brewing, distilling, restaurant, our neighborhoods, our connectors, but – also, you know, I, what I love about it is the number of, um, I don't know, exciting and intense uh, people full of integrity that are around the world. Like a the beer, happier guys. Beer makes the world small. <laughs> like one second. Uh, Justin, Justin has a question for you. And everybody's bone to chip in. What cool. you guys have done is is great in terms of sharing the message and educating people on what's out there, too. It's Thank you, Fred. Thanks, Fred, uh, Justin, so, Justin has a question for you. Yeah, Fred, I was going to ask, you said you're opening something in uh, Grand Rapids, so 
uh, founders is, and uh, you know Bon Vivant, they're going to have some new uh, new neighbors in you. Can you tell us a little bit about the facility there? Yeah, so our facility is um, we're still kind of hammering out some of the details on design, but it'll have a, uh, a brew house. We'll be doing a lot of gin there. We already distill and uh, sell spirits between gin, whiskey, rum, vodka, etc. And so we're going to have a gin and botanical focused distillery there. Um, it'll be a 400-seat restaurant. We're focusing on a lot of farm-to-table sustainable practices, like having a butcher shop so we can do whole animal butchery, which is much more resourceful in terms of uh, using everything and making some really rustic, awesome dishes. And, and of course, it'll focus on all the produce that's available in Michigan. We're, we're one of the most, I don't know the stats specifically, but we're really one of the most um, agriculturally diverse uh, regions going, and uh, not everybody knows that. So we're going to really showcase everything around us that we can, and um, we're going to have a gin and whiskey bar upstairs. There'll be a, a like a four season open air atrium, or not quite open air, but can be open, and then that'll lead into a beer garden. So it's going to be a remarkable place for the community. That sounds it's, amazing. Uh, man. Part of uh, a neighborhood revitalization on the west side on Bridge Street. And uh, there's a ton of excitement of what's going on in there. There's a couple other uh, restaurants opening in the neighborhood. Another brewery, Harmony Hall, just opened. Um, so there's a ton of excitement coming into this neighborhood that's needed the investment. And I and so much of it is about food and drink and about energetic entrepreneurs um, making it a great place to live. It's just it's it's thrilling both to be able to expand what we do and then to be part of this. Um, community development wow. thanks fred that's awesome man. yeah we're gonna we gotta we gotta move on but we're so happy to hear you man thanks so much for calling in thank you so thank you, much fred. great to hear from you fred yeah thanks for including us and uh cheers everybody absolutely cheers. look cheers. forward to the next time cheers everybody let's go back <laughs> so before we got fred on i i said i said devil's backbone blue ridge mountains and everybody lit up so let's go back to that one that's where I grew up. Yeah, That's Justin, you love that. Really? I didn't know that, Justin. Really? I'm a Virginia oh, yeah. boy myself. In yeah. Virginia, but not near Devil's Backbone, really. Further south, near uh, actually really close to Asheville, North Carolina. Oh. Uh, so uh, Beer, like, you know, one of the, the beer cities in, in this entire country. The, yeah, 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 for maybe, sure. Especially on the East Coast, and it was for a while. Um, and, you know, it's been really cool to see Asheville evolve from what I considered, you know, a really cool beer town, but not great stuff coming out. Like, they had a lot of local breweries. They were focusing on, uh, you know, kind of older styles. But now we have down there, there's some really awesome uh, breweries coming out, like Wicked Weed and Burial. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah they're doing some uh, really cool stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. really exciting to see how that... And why'd you so Mar- I said Devil's Backbone, Blue Ridge Mountain. You lit up, too. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a Virginia boy, too, but I was from the north of the state. Ah. Um, but when well, we... That, tell, them, tell them how it happened that we got there. Remember? To Devil's Backbone? Yeah. Uh, we were going through there. Oh, that's true. Yes. We, we yes. were actually on our way to shoot the Bourbon Trail yeah. for a different restaurant chain that wanted to do some wanted to do some stuff on Bourbon. So we were headed to Bardstown, Bardstown Kentucky, from New York, and we I had gone south. And Mark, you were in D.C. for some reason because you're was. from there. Sure. And we'd met, and then we were heading out, and you said, we should stop at yeah. this place. We had been to the 2010 GABF, and uh, Devil's Backbone uh, was one of those breweries that yep. year where they came out of nowhere, and suddenly they were meddling, and people were saying, who are these people? Um, they're making amazing beer. Why so what's it like? Devil's Backbone. Quick summary. What's the brewery like? What's the neighborhood like? Oh, it's it, – well, the, I mean, the neighborhood so – I want to go there. It's, so much has changed beautiful. since we were there. 
It's beautiful. Yeah. It's um, ski country, if you want to call it that. In, in yeah, it's Virginia. not really a neighborhood. It's, kind yeah. of, it's, it's, a, it's on a mountaintop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's beautiful. It's like being in a ski lodge. Um, well, the reason know. it's called the Devil's Backbone, isn't it? There's a historical reason, right? It was that that uh, uh, some army moving through there, through there, a revolutionary army, was like it was the rough. The terrain was so rough that they said, "This is like the, like Devil's, the Devil's Backbone." backbone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and they've just and, wanted to give some context. Thank yeah. you. And just stopped by there uh, a couple months ago, and and boy, the difference in in five years is unbelievable. Yeah, they they're huge now, right? Huge, yeah. huge outdoor area where they they do concerts and theater. They have another bar outside. They have another uh, brewing facility. That's a yeah, Lexington. I yeah, think, Lexington, yeah. Virginia. Yeah. So um, so the 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 success is translated. They, they are blossoming and they become a destination. In that and they do really Virginia. cool German styles. They're yeah, not, they do. I mean, they do an IPA or two, but yeah, their they, focus is. I think their flagship is the Vienna Lager. Yeah, the Vienna is, Lager. Yeah. And this is this is something we've seen around the country because now that we've been doing this as long as we've been doing it, we've had the opportunity to visit when a brewery was just getting started mm-hmm. and then come back a couple of years later and see the changes. And without almost without fail, every single place, I mean, uh, Cape Ann in Gloucester yeah. is it another example. Massachusetts, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, really spectacular story there. Um, Jeremy Goldberg, who's the, the owner and head brewer, is a, is a buddy of ours. And uh, I, I visited them in, I think, 2007 when they had just a, a little tasting room and in an industrial complex, and there wasn't much more to it than that. Um, but but they were making some difference in their community, and we've been back a couple times since then, and, and they've got a huge, like, huge, thriving brew pub on the waterfront in Gloucester, uh, Gloucester, Massachusetts, and um, and it's changed that whole neighborhood. The entire city's changed, and and uh, and the last time I was there, I sort of looked at him and I said, you know, a lot of this is because of you, and and he he sort of deferred a little bit, but but it's true. I mean, they they made an investment in that community and that waterfront, and and the entire city is different. We had that same conversation with Adam Avery at Avery yeah. Brewing in, yeah. in Colorado. We're hanging out with him in Boulder, and he was telling us, and this was years ago. He's telling us, yeah. well, you know, we we really want to expand, but we don't want to do it if we can't do it in Boulder County. Yeah. And that meant they had to wait and wait and wait for the proper piece of land to come available. And they have. And now it's gorgeous. You know, but we've had the ability to watch craft beer change whole swaths of our country. And it's really exciting. And it only it's only continuing. Well, I mean, look at Brooklyn Brewery. I mean, if we want to talk about changing the neighborhood, I mean, holy cow. (laughs) What the heck? They can't can't afford to be there anymore. Right. (laughs) None of us can. (laughs) Well, you know what? This was really awesome getting to sit with you guys and talk about your show. So again, what's the happy hour guys? Thehappyhourguys.com. Dot com. Yeah. And it's a great site and a lot if you really want to learn about beer, I can you told us some places you've been, but it's definitely worth checking out. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. Actually the, the most the latest episode just posted yesterday and it's it's our buddies at Spider Bite. Spider Bite Brewing, Brewing in yeah. Long Island, yeah. man. Cool. You know? Long Island. Who, you know, a couple of years ago, who'd have thought it? But there's so much going on in Long Island right now. It's an exciting place to go. Yeah. 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 You know, people used to think you'd just go out there for wine country, but not anymore. No, no, no. I'd say happy hour, guys. You guys rock. And Justin, you've got a piece out in Tasting Table right now. Yeah, it's about five uh, cool places to drink, including Japan, Rome, <laughs> Tokyo, Rome, uh, Los Angeles, Tampa We've done Bay, Tokyo. We've been to Tokyo. And, and New York City. Um, I, I feel like I had to defend that recently. Someone was saying New York City is one of the worst beer cities that None he had been to. And I said... <laughs> Have they been here recently? Yeah, yeah. seriously. Uh, someone who was on the show a few weeks ago, actually. And I said, you're, you're effing crazy because we have access to some of the best beer in the city. And uh, 
Yeah, he had some arguments about it, but uh, I, th- yeah. I think it's uh, we should take, a whoever that that's was. The we should take him out for a night. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take him out for a night of drinking. In fact, if you're listening ne- next week, November third, we're going to go to uh, have Rich from Bridge and Tunnel. He's that's just right. expanded, and we're going to go visit his new brewery. Oh, nice in, in Ridgewood, in, in Ridgewood Queens. Queens. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot Excellent. going on in New York City. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'd like to thank our sponsors at Union Beer Distributors who helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Thanks to Jimmy, Mark, Justin Squiggs, and Justin Kennedy for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Justin Kennedy and Maggie Seiden, and to our engineer tonight, Liz, who's awesome. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Yeah. listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.